0: financial advisor Steve Peasley
1: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. And of course as I look at the calendar, the time just keeps on marching by. Soon, summer's going to end pretty soon. Sk- kids are already back in school in our area. They just started this week or last week. I remember when I was young, we always started at the beginning of September. I don't don't know. Maybe they get more days off during the school year now. I don't know. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm here today to help you become a better investor. That's my job. And I can do that by giving you sound data and perspective based on the 50 plus years I've been doing this. I have 50 years plus investment experience. But, you know, just because someone has that many years of investment experience doesn't make them necessarily a good investor. I mean, I used to complain when I, many years ago uh, that my bosses were not too bright, and even though they had 20, 30 years experience, they really only had one one year experience, and they're just rel- living off that one year. They weren't learning anything new. And how did I know that? Because at that time, computers were just getting uh, started in the business world, and none of my bosses wanted anything to do with a computer. They didn't want to type their own letters or anything like that. They wanted to dictate it to a secretary, which is was going to go the way of the dodo bird, and it did. So they wouldn't, yeah, you know, they didn't want to keep up with technology. And it's very difficult. AI now is artificial intelligence. You gotta keep up with it. I mean, you have to keep up with technology. It changes very fast, but if you don't, you're gonna be left in the dust, both as an employee, employer, or an entrepreneur, you gotta you got to stay up with it. Anyway, that's what I think. So, to give you that perspective, you have to call. This is a call and show. I will blend in your comments and your questions with the information I have on my computer screens and my experience. I'm hoping to give you a good basic understanding of whatever question you have. And most of mine, I realize, are on stocks, but it doesn't have to be. My number, never changes. It hasn't changed in 25 years. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My focus point today, we're going to talk about would the 4% rule for retirement withdrawal leave you broke? Or is that a good rule to continue to follow? You know, I've talked about that many times over the years, and I will talk about it again. We'll take a closer look. Time permitting, I got like a bunch of other stuff I want to talk about. Retail sales came out for July; looked pretty good. Homebuilder confidence fell for the first time in this whole first year, the whole year, first time this year. Fell. Home builders' confidence, and one of China's China's largest private wealth management manager triggered uh, triggered a big. Sell off in the country. Why is that so important? Money wealth manager. We're going to have to talk about the banking system they have in China. And I'm not. I'm not an expert by any means. I just know enough to help provide you some insights. Required minimum distribution mistakes that people make. Now, I don't know if this would be considered what I want to talk about. I don't know if it would be considered a mistake or not. It's just what people do and they shouldn't do it. But you can. Make your own decisions when we talk about that. The, the, the market was down pretty pretty hard today. The Dow was down 361 points, and Nasdaq down 157 points, and the S P 500 down 52 points. And technically, it looks like the market is breaking down. Technically, when I say technically, I'm talking about the dark charts. Uh, the start specifically of the S P 500 looks like it brought broke down uh, some. The 50-day moving average, so down some support, and the market overall looks technically weak. Does that mean it's going to crash? No, it does not mean it's going to crash. Can it crash? Of course it can crash, but I don't think so. I mean, it it would be healthy for the market to give back some of the gains they made so far this year, so in going to the year end with a healthier-looking market and a possible rally. I mean that so right now would be a good time to that that a, a technical retracement would be very supportive of a future next advancement on the bull run. That's what that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And as you know, since it is uh, Tuesday, you know what I do on Tuesday. We have our our uh, uh, trivia question. Every Tuesday, I give you a trivia question. I hope you find it somewhat interesting. And if you don't, you need to tell me. Send me an email, do something, and we'll change it. We won't have to do it. If you find it interesting, you need to tell me so I know that's what you find interesting. If you say nothing, I'll just go with what I think is right. And I like, I like the trivia question. We also have voice bank questions to play, cash-out refinancing on your home, and AMD, advanced micro Devices. Someone wants to know about that. So we got a pretty big day planned, everybody. But, of course, your live calls drive the direction of where we're going to go with this day. It's up to you. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We know the market was down today. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. But why don't we go ahead and take our first voice voice uh, voicemail call. Hey, Stephen
2: Justin. I'm calling with regards to Lemonade Inc. L M N D, trading around fifteen dollars right now. I know short term, horrible stock, but long term, I'm thinking with AI um, and the way that they uh, generate their customers through that for
3: insurance purposes, I can see this stock increasing. And what are you getting your thoughts? I look forward to hearing your response. Thanks a lot.
1: The good thing is it's growing very, very fast. This is an insurance company, everybody. Limited, L-M-N-D, offers homeowners, renters insurance in the United States, contents, liability insurance in Europe. This is, uh, it's in the insurance industry, obviously, property casualty insurance, and man, does it have a lot of competition. It's only a billion-dollar company, so it's not very big for an insurance company. And the thing I don't like about it a lot is it's never made money. It's going to lose $3.51 this year per share. Next year, it's going to lose $3.21, a little bit less. Last year, it lost $4.59 a share, and it's never, ever made money. It lost $0.94 a share in 2018 and $0.50 a share the year before that. So that was the year it got started, 2017. Sales growth is very, very strong. So the, it's over 100% every quarter, a little over 100% every quarter last four quarters. Very, very good growth in sales. Now, problem is they don't make money, and they have a negative cash flow of $4.03. Management owns 12% of the company, which is quite nice. Mutual funds are very slowly buying it. Like, for instance, a year ago, there was 228 funds that owned the owned it. Today, it's 233. So, like, five more funds bought it over the year. It's fallen from $140 a share all the way down to 12. It's started to come back, went up to 23 or so. Now it's back down to 14. Looks like it's trying to put it in a bottom. Looks like it. But I wouldn't buy it because I don't buy things that don't make money, and I don't suggest other people buy things that don't make money. L M N D. As we head to break, let me tell you about a new video feature we are producing. It's called the Invest Talk Sector Spotlight, and it's free on YouTube. The second episode is available now and it talks about the energy sector. Now, as you know, or you may know, the energy sector is pretty volatile, especially with the ongoing war in Ukraine and the and in the wake of the fallout from COVID, which really put a dent in all kinds of things, you know, as far as normalcy. So maybe we can share some of our insights on the energy on an energy investments in general. That's what this is about. Any opportunities out there? So head over to YouTube channel and check out the Invest Talk Sector Spotlight. And now my phone lines are open, waiting for your question. 99 chart.
3: Justin Klein talks about the KPP Financial Premium Newsletter.
2: I want to remind you that this is a time where you probably need some guidance and you're tuning in to try to get our view of the markets. And we only have an hour here. and, And sometimes the way I distill each day can be maybe not enough, maybe not enough time. And so our premium newsletter is a great tool for especially newer investors trying to learn some things.
3: The KPP Financial Premium Newsletter, Comes to your mailbox every Saturday.
2: Learn how to analyze the market. Learn what the economic numbers mean. Learn how to manage a portfolio. Maybe get an idea of what are good companies to be at least looking at. Maybe you don't buy it today, but you should always have a watch list of companies that, hey, these are interesting. These have good businesses. And if they get to the right price, maybe I should buy them. So our newsletter is a great tool for that.
3: Subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. The stock market is constantly changing, and serious investors know that they need to modify their portfolio assets to fit the times. And now, with more than 50 million downloads, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley reaffirm their commitment to providing unbiased finance and investment guidance here on InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. Can you tell me what might be a good uh, entry point for AMD, Advanced Micro Device? I'm thinking about getting in there. So I would appreciate your call, and thank you for your great show. Bye.
1: Okay, Mike, uh, Advanced Micro Devices is huge, $180 billion company, right? So that's mammoth. Okay, and in the semiconductor area, uh, designs microprocessors, embedded media, graphics processors, and chipsets for computers and consumer devices. Stock is selling for one hundred eleven dollars a share. Uh, they're going to make three dollars and fifty-three cents next year after making two twelve this year. That's the two estimates. Last year they made three fifty. Year before two seventy-nine, and down, down, down before that. Okay, it you know remember chips. Chip makers are very cyclical in nature, okay? Earnings go up and down, up and down, up and down. This is a very good company. Don't misunderstand any of the negative things I'm going to say as I don't like the company. The company is very good. Mutual funds have been three 3,700 a year ago. Now there's 3,962 of them. So fund buyers been buying, even though the stock was weak most of the year, uh, um it marched up, right? It started up, right, well, most of last year. It started marching up at the beginning of this year, and just recent month or two started to fall back down. But I wouldn't buy, it remember, it's 111 now. I wouldn't even consider it until it got down to about $80 a share. It would be a screaming buy at $60 a share, but I don't think it's going there. But, you know, I would say $80 a share would be a really good place if you could get it for that, that low. That's where I would like to be a buyer. My focus point looks at the story that behind would the 4% rule for retirement withdrawals leave you broke? Now, I've talked about the 4% rule, not withdrawing more than 4 a half, five percent 5%. I mean, it varies, but 4 4.5% rule means taking out money at that rate uh, and not run out of money at all until you die. Okay, for instance, if, the, if you applied this rule and you had $100,000, that would be only $4,000 a year. If you had a million, that would be $40,000 a year. So if you had $3 million, okay, that would be $120,000 a year, and you would never run out of money. And I mean that's not an absolute certainty, but it's pretty sure. Okay, that's the 4% rule. Take your money out at 4%, rain or shine. But on the other hand... Most people spend more money when they initial retire than they do when they get really old. When you get really old, you don't like to travel as much. You don't wanna, You can't travel as much, or you're just tired, and you stay home, and you enjoy being home a lot more than you do, do anything else, and you spend less and less money because of that. Plus, you have all the things you ever want because you already bought them all, all over your lifetime, so maybe you don't want any more new things, and it's just a natural uh, consequence of getting old. I've noticed that in myself. As I get older, things don't mean as much. I don't need new things or new stuff. And so I don't buy it because there's no need. I still like to travel, but I can see that at some point. So maybe you would draw more money in the beginning of the years than in the later years. So does that make sense? Is that something you can do and it should be doing? I think it's a good place to start when you analyze what you need to spend or what you have in your possession to spend in retirement. How much money will your money produce safely? This day and age you could buy treasury, two-year treasury paying more than four percent. So you can take out four percent and buy treasuries, and you would never run out of money because you get more for your two-year treasury. Or high quality bonds, a little more risk, but you can get five, six, seven, eight percent out of those things. Four percent will be easy to achieve. And what then you have to add Social Security, you gotta add any pension, add any, you know, whatever else you might have to determine if you have money to retire on. And you can do it using the 4% rule. So start with the 4% rule. We're gonna go uh, we're gonna to have to take a quick break. Sorry about that, everybody. Please remember that you can call anytime and leave your questions on Investdoc Bank. Or if you're listening live, be alive either AM 1220 out of San Francisco or in the, invest, or in the website. Please do. 888 99Chart.
3: Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. Steve Peasley is ready to provide his unbiased answers, so don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. Nick from Long Island. Just wanted to uh, ask you guys kind of a general money slash real estate question, I guess. Out of curiosity, like, you know, in today's environment with higher interest rates, I just wanted you guys to talk a little bit on, like, HELOCs and cash out refinancing and i was also curious like you know if if you were looking to create some freed up income to say purchase an investment property is there like any sense or any scenario where borrowing against a 401 or a 457 makes sense especially if you have 20 25 30 years left in your career to make that money up so just uh, wanted to shoot that your way. Get you guys' opinions. Thank a lot. Love your show. Have a great night.
1: For, first of all, I would never borrow against my retirement accounts. Uh, that they're made for retirement. You should invest them with that in mind. And you don't need to borrow. If you're borrowing money to invest, why don't you just invest directly from there? Now, you're hinting at, well, maybe invest in real estate. You can invest in real estate in your 401K or 457. You can buy REITs. Real estate investment trusts—I have no problem with the, the, that area. Right now, they're—you know—they're under—they're under a lot of pressure. But this might be a good time to start gathering a little short list of REITs that you want. Okay, I—I'm thinking—you know—I like to buy things when they're on sale. Okay, so I think that I think real estate and certain real estate, but I still. Certain real estate. I like medical property REITs. I like warehouse storage, uh, com- uh, computer farm REITs. I like public storage REITs. I don't care for office REITs, a lot of other types of REITs because of the rising interest rates and the ever since COVID people not going back to work to the office. I have to stay away from that area of real estate investment trusts. But others look attractive to me over long periods of time. So, no, don't take any money out of your 401K, IRA, whatever, to invest. Invest directly from there. Leave the money alone. Okay, refinancing, taking money out of your house. Problem with that is hopefully you have a very low mortgage rate, and I would not want to change that into a high mortgage rate. So I don't know if I would be borrowing against my house at this point. I'd wait for mortgage rates to come way down again. Um, And I think they'll come off their highs. I don't know if they'll go way down. Uh, I talked to my brother, a couple of my brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws yesterday about they wanted, on my opinion, where I thought real estate was going to go because they are appraisers. They're real estate appraisers, different parts of the country. And I told them I felt real estate actually is going to hold up fairly well, but the pricing is going to soften. And I think we've seen a peak in mortgage rates. I think that's going to soften. But I think real estate in itself, I think the activity will stay high, buying and selling, I'm talking about, uh, simply because there's a shortage of, of existing homes. So I think real estate's gonna be fine. It's Not gonna be, you know, go go like it was in the you know, in previous times. I'm just saying I don't think it's gonna collapse or anything like that. I just think it'll weaken. I still think there would be a lot of activity. See, they're more interested in the activity because they're real estate appraisers. They want buying, selling, buying, selling. That's what they want because they get more work out of it. Let's go to Chris in Florida. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, I had a question about AIT. That's Apple, India, Tom. Uh Um, I bought it at like $1. 120 or so okay. and now it's run up a bit um wow. was just wondering if you think i should take some profit or if i should just ride it out
1: no that's a very good question and congratulations good job it was a you know 120 is a perfect buy point i mean when you buy at 120 no matter where it was whether it was back in december or more recently like in march april, april maybe april somewhere it was right around 120 that would have been a good place to pick it up. That's strong support, 120. Now it's at 152. It is broken above resistance, meaning I have a very difficult time telling you where it's going to go. What I can tell you, I can tell you if it's underpriced, overpriced. Applied, uh, uh, I don't know what that means. Applied I-N-D-L, TEX. Uh, it, it distributes industrial products such as power transmissions, uh components, systems, tools, bearings, and safety products. It's a $5.8 billion company, so it's a mid-cap. I like mid-caps. It makes money. It's made money forever, very solid in earnings per share going up. It's going to make $9.15 this year, or their their fiscal year 2024. They made $9.41 last year, and they're going to make $9.81 next year. Based on a hundred fifty-two dollar price, that's about a sixteen PE, which is right about the midpoint of their valuation. Okay, um, return on equity is very good at twenty-eight percent. They have low debt. They pay a, a, a little less than one percent dividend. Mutual funds are buyers. Sales are still growing, but the sales growth is sales growth is slowed. I would put a stop on it. I would follow it up and just keep a tight stop on it. Don't sell it because I don't know where it's going to stop going up. But if it starts to weaken on you, I might take some profits off the table. Thanks for the call. I appreciate the call. I really do. Billionaire Super Investor Warren Buffett famously said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. What are some examples of forever assets that will earn you passive income and or appreciate in value, thereby allowing you to make money while you sleep? I'll supply the answer after the break, but now my phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack-resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's h-a-c-k-e-r-o-n-e.com. HackerOne.com.
3: Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. InvestTalk, 888-9999 chart
1: 888-992-4278 okay before the break i gave you a new trivia question what are some examples of forever assets that will earn you passive income and or appreciate in value thereby allowing you to make money while you sleep like warren buffett say you should Okay, without enough passive income for you, enough savings to pay yourself, you'll never be able to retire. If you're concerned that you may not be on track to get there, you certainly are not alone. A Gallup poll showed that 71% of non-retired adults are at least moderately worried about being able to fund their retirement. In a Go banking Rates survey earlier this year, about half of respondents were similarly concerned. There is a saying, cash is king. But historically, it hasn't been a very good, a very good idea to hold cash for long term. It just doesn't make money. Doesn't money does not make enough money. Cash does not make enough money. So, how do you do it? Well, you can use high yield savings accounts. One thing investors can be certain of is potential to earn more interest through high yield savings accounts, especially today. You should be able to get over four and a half percent on cash right now. Remember my four percent rule. That fits right in there. Real estate has been a very good, stable investment for a long time. But back, real estate is, you got to have a lot of money to, to buy the real estate. And it's all about location, location, location. Where do you buy the real estate? Um, people in California don't, you know, that only lived in California don't realize how some real estate is a part of the country. It doesn't go up very much, or if any at all. I mean, it doesn't always go up everywhere. It does not. So you just got to be careful. Dividend paying stocks is another very good option. There are stocks out there, dividend paying stocks that pay well over 4 or 5%. And you've heard me talk about like telephone companies and, you know, the telephone companies, some are paying 7, 8%. Okay? That's that, men. For a telephone company that's going to be around, big, huge telephone company, it's pretty good. You don't ever have to worry about, you know, they. Ch- well, I don't want to say ever. Chances are very high that they won't go out of business, super high. I mean, they're huge companies. Or oil companies, yeah, people are saying, well, you know, oil's not going to be used. No, we're going to be using oil for the next 50 years. It's just not. It's, just, it's not going to be, you know, maybe 30 years, okay, but it's still going to be around a long time. And how about broad market funds? You know, they have ETFs out there that concentrate on dividends. REITs, real estate investment trusts. You know, there's things you can do. You can do it and get high income. And when you get closer and closer to retirement, that income looks pretty darn attractive. Okay? Retail sales were up 7 tenths of 1% in July. You know, it was up 4 tenths of 1% in June. And they expected it to be up three tenths of one percent in July, and it was up seven, twi- over twice that much. So our economy seems to be doing pretty well. Not great because inflation has really, you know, put a damper on a lot of people. But you know, retail sales, you know, and of course that includes high gasoline prices and things. China cuts its rates to stimulate their economy. You know what? I think their economy is is, is worse than we they let us see. Okay, they don't like to show their problems. And they got big problems, I think. And it's worsening. Home builders' confidence fell for the first time this year. First time, home builders' confidence. Okay, they're still pretty confident, but it fell for the first time. Rates, uh, mortgage rates, 30 year fixed mortgage rates are close to 7%, 6.9 something percent. And that. Probably put a damper on their confidence because they know that that's not, you know, people are not used to that high of rates. I will remind you that my first house that I bought many years ago, I paid 12 and a quarter percent for a 30 year fixed loan, and I was happy to get it. So don't think just because real estate rates are high, interest rates are high, that real estate stops altogether. It doesn't, okay? It doesn't stop. What it does do is it helps. It uh, helps with price pressure. In other words, if you're a buyer, uh, the sellers are going to feel harder and harder, uh, make it more difficult to sell because, um, you know, people can't afford that big, huge down payment and their monthly payment at, you know, close to 7%, 30-year fixed. So if it moves down to 6%, well, I think that'll attract a lot of buyers, I do see. I, that's why one of the reasons I don't think real estate is going to fall apart. There's a shortage, and we're at a peak already. And they're still having buyers at this peak of interest rates. And I think we have a peak on the, uh, the value of the house and a peak uh, uh, on the interest rates. So, I heard this morning uh, on the radio that San Diego average home price is like nine hundred thousand dollars average. Pretty steep, huh? Okay, let's keep things moving. Go back to InvestTalk Voice Bank. This came in earlier from the Bay Area 888 99 chart.
2: Hey, Stephen
0: Justin. This is Taran. I'm calling from the Bay
2: Area.
0: I was looking at the ticker symbol Medtronics MDT. I've been looking to get into this for some time, and there's a recent pullback around $82. Just wanted to know your thoughts if it would be a good time to. You know, it has a pretty good dividend around 3.3.4% 3. 3. dividend yield right now. So just wanted to get your thoughts on if it is the right time to start a little position. You know, start a position and then just um, look for you know for more pullbacks to kind of add to that position. But just wanted to get your thoughts as to you know what you think about this. Right, sir. Thank you very much for the show. Appreciate all you do.
1: Thank you. Okay, Medtronic, MDT, Ireland company develops implantable cardiac devices, surgical robotics, insulin pumps, surgical tools and more, 110 billion dollar company, so a very large company. They're going to make uh, $5.05 this year per share after making 5.29 last year. Next year $5.44 it's an $82 stock. So that's what, about a mm, about a 15 PE. 15, and that's at this low range. 13 to 37 is what the range is. And so there's a lot of support for the stock um, around, let's see, what's that number? Let me pull it up over here. Go on, computer, speed up a little bit. It looks like there's a lot of support right at the mid to high 70s, and it's at 82. So uh, it is coming down. I think I'd be a little patient to see if it retests that mid-70s area. And if it starts back up, that would be a good place to buy because I think it's a reasonable value. It pays a 3.3% dividend. It's not cheap, but it's not expensive either. So I I think it's a good company to own if you can get it at the right price. And as I said, the mid to upper 70s is where I'd be a buyer. $82.84 a share right now. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay, let's go. We're on a roll, so let's go ahead and play a second and another one right in a row. 888 99 chart.
3: Stephen Justin, this is Art from Tucson. I'm calling about a company called Waste Management WM. I've been wanting to get into this stock for years, but it never seems quite cheap enough to me, and maybe for good reason. Seems like a good company. I believe you had it featured in your newsletter maybe a few months ago. Anyway, it has pulled back recently. And I'm wondering if now is a good time or if I should hold on a little longer, looking for a good price point, see what you think of the uh, future prospects of the company. There's some talk about maybe the growth slowing down, but it always seems to do well over the longer term, and I'd be looking to be in it for the longer term. All right, thanks, and I'll uh, listen on the podcast. Appreciate all you do for us.
1: Yeah, I think it's at a reasonable price right now. Waste Management (WM) provides waste collection, disposal, recycling services in the United States and Canada, and we know that that industry is never going to go away. It may not be fast growing, but that industry is just solid. This is a $64 billion company, very large. Uh, they are growing their earnings by six to twelve percent in the next couple of years they're growing sales between two and nine percent every quarter for the last four quarters two uh, percent in the most recent quarter June quarter of this year uh, so sales have fallen off a little bit the only worry I have they pay a 1.8 percent dividend is that they have some debt and I, I'm concerned about the debt why why is that debt there what 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 is a reason to have that much debt? Is it very manageable debt? Is it going? To, are they going to have to refinance at a much higher rate shortly? Return on equity, as I said, is at thirty-three percent, very healthy. So, where to buy it? I think if you can get it around one hundred and fifty, that'd be perfect. I'm much more comfortable. Uh, uh, let me check a, like a little closer. You know, and. and yeah, 150, 145, 148 to 152. It's at 158 now, so it's not very far from that, and it is coming down. So I think if you can wait a little longer and see if it falls down good enough and pick it up, but you do have to be a very long-term buyer here. It's not going to just zoom, zoom up, but over years, it, it's a pretty consistent up move for the price. Okay, well, we're now moving quickly through the third quarter of the year, and Justin Klein and I have been telling you for a while now that we are in a new market environment and have been. It changes all the time, but it made a dramatic change going from uh, lowering interest rates to raising interest rates, and now it looks like we're topping on interest rates. I don't think the Fed's going to be raising rates in September. I think they're going to hold steady. I don't think they're ready to, to lower them either. Inflation's still way above their target. But what do you do in these situations? You gotta change your portfolio to fit the times that you're in. What do you do now? What do you do? What's well, the smart thing to do? And based based on you, what what kind of risk do you want to take? How old are you? How close are you retirement? You know, are you gonna get start taking money out, or are you already taking money out of your retirement? Maybe you're already retired. You know, and if you need help with this, maybe you need to build an income portfolio. We do that. We have five different types of portfolios. One, two of them are concentrated on incomes. Well, even a third one is concentrated on growth and income. So, you know, we we're very focused on we want that income too. And we we we. we pride ourselves in providing unbiased information. We also pride ourselves in buying the same thing for our clients as we do for ourselves at the same price, same percentage, because we want to be on your side of the table when it comes to investments. We want to ride along with you, so we want to take the chances with you. So we have very, uh, five different programs from very risky to very conservative, depending on what you want to do, and I'm in all of them. Okay, Justin's in most of them. I don't know if he's in all of them. I haven't checked lately. But, you know, he's a lot younger than I am. So I want to be in the more conservative ones. He'd rather be in the more aggressive ones. It's just the difference in our age group. Okay? We want to help you. Just give us a call at investtalk.com or KPP Financial, which is in Irvine, California. That's where our offices are and we'll be want we want to help you. We'll take a look at your portfolio for free like almost every other manage, money manager out there. We'll all we all look at portfolios for free to tell you give you give you our opinion. But we take a little one step further and try to figure out what kind of risk the portfolio is taking and what kind of risk should you be taking based on your personal preferences and your personal history and your future. We try to do that Try to give you some good guidance. So we will help you for nothing. We will, don't mind. We like doing that. Uh, but you have to take the first step. So give us a call. Send us an email. We'll be hey, happy to do it. Okay? InvestTalk.com is our, you can send it to there. Go to our website. Just hit contact us. Be great. This is InvestTalk, everybody. Now with more than 54.8 million downloads, we want to thank you for that. Next up, more market analysis, more answers to your questions. So just hang on.
0: In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. InvestTalk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk eight 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 ninety nine chart
3: Hello, Justin or Steve, Chris from New York. Want to get your advice on ticker Vale Val, V A L E. I have a little more than a half position in it. I'm down about twenty percent. Does have a low PE, pays a dividend. Want to get your thoughts on if I should sell,
2: hold, or if I should add at these levels. Thank you, and I'll listen on the podcast.
1: Okay, Vail ADR, American Depository Receipt. That's what ADR stands for. Vail ADR, meaning it's a foreign company trading on an R exchange, New York Stock Exchange. V-A-L-E is a simple Brazilian company engaged in the mining and exploration of minerals in Brazil and five other countries. It's a 54, almost $55 billion company, very large. They're going to make $1.79 a share. That's down 56% from last year. Huge retracement of earnings. And then $1.71 next year, that's 5% less than this year. Sales have been shrinking, and, you know, they were down in June by 13%. And in March quarter, they were down 22%. That's very worrisome. The stock is $12 a share, $12.27, and their earnings are pretty strong. So the forward P is like 6 So it's pretty darn reasonable. It pays a 6% dividend. With cash flow 429, you should buy this stock for the dividend. Turnover equity is very high at 48. percent They do not have a lot of uh, uh, debt, so I, I wouldn't. I would hold on. Hold on to it for the dividend myself. Um, and it had some bad few weeks here recently. Last couple of weeks, um, I, I would find out why. it Had two or three days ago fell very sharply. It might have been earnings. I don't know. But around $12 a share, this is a buy. And it's at $12.27 right now. Okay. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here everybody, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. We'll get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART.
3: You're building your financial future. But you must have finance and investment questions. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to provide their unbiased answers. So don't forget to call Invest 888-99-CHART. I'm calling today about Nelnet, NNI. Just kind of want to see what your thoughts are about them. They service, the big bulk of their revenue comes from student loans. They do uh, service student loans. They a good record of growing book value, 17% over their lifetime. So just wanted to hear your thoughts, if now is a good buy point or not. Thank you. Bye.
1: Okay. Provides, it's uh, Nelnet NNI, and, and provides student loan origination lending guarantee services under the Federal Family Education Loan Program. So it's a $3.5 billion company. So it's a pretty steady business. Uh, they're going to make six dollars and well, they made six dollars fifteen cents last year. We don't have an estimate for this year. That's surprising. Surprising. Uh, it's a ninety-three dollars stock, so it's not cheap. Uh, I think it's on, on the more expensive side. I, I don't. Uh, I, I, mutual funds have been slowly selling off it of last year, and recent quarters sales are down fifteen percent, thirty-one percent, and fourteen percent in the most in June quarter. I don't care for that, Uh, but it it pays a 1.1%. I'm not keen on this company. Uh, and I, and I, I might be because I'm prejudiced because I think that this whole industry is kind of, I don't know, I think it's heading for a poor performance in the future. Student loan industry, I think people are wise enough that not every kid needs to go to college, not every kid needs to put themselves in huge debt and maybe, you know, all we're doing is making these colleges wealthy and, you know, and they're not really educating our kids very well because they, they get out with a degree that they can't use. They can't get a job. You know, so I think the whole college industry needs to change. Uh, so I'm not interested in the industry itself, and that might be my personal prejudice about that. The company itself doesn't look like it's poorly ran. It looks like it's well run. Don't wanna give you the impression that I think it's a bad company. It's not, but it is kind of an expensive price. $93.87 uh, uh, for their range. The, you know, if they ever the highest they ever got is 20 PE. That's pretty low, and the lowest is six. Right now it's at nineteen. So I'm not interested at this price, I can guarantee you that. Okay? Too expensive. Uh, one of China's largest private wealth managers triggers. A worry about the health of the country's shadow banking industry. You've got to remember China is not like it's not a free economic system. It's trying to pretend to be a free economic system by letting a lot of industries be free, allowing people to be rich, because in a communist country that the communist manifestos don't you don't have rich people. Everybody's equal. But China's kind of slopped on, and Russia tried to do it, too, but they got so much uh, in Russia. They got so much uh, cronyism, and it, it just it's not working there. But China's working much better. But I think they're hiding very serious problems, and they have been hiding it for years and years and years in their property industry. Well, what's happening is they're, they're, the government is trying to support the banks but there's also what they call a shadow banking system, and that's where people with lots of money pretending their their investment they are investment groups that are pretending to be banks, and they buy property and they provide loans and stuff. Well, certain big of uh, these these very large private wealth managers uh, are are not collecting the money, the rents, and the mortgages that they've made. And there, it's an tr- almost $3 trillion business that looks like it's starting to fail. It's, that's what, but we don't get to see it. It's all shadow banking, and it's only anecdotal information and articles. And, you know, the Chinese government is very closed mouth. For instance, they did not report in the most recent month of their unemployment rate for youth. And they count youth as 16 to 24 years old because they say, well, our, it's not, you know, the numbers are just not right. We got, we're got we going to work on those numbers and try to make them right. Well, they've been reporting them for years and months and years. And the reason why they don't want to tell you how bad it is because it's been getting worse and worse and worse all this year, every month, worse and worse and worse and worse, 20-plus percent unemployment rate. And now they don't want to tell you. Tell us now. That's the Chinese government. don't want to tell you the bad news don't want to, and so they don't. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another investor program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, and if you get it from iTunes, please rate us. We would like a rating Good, bad, or indifferent. Of course, we want good ones, but you know, you have the perfect uh, opportunity to give us your opinion via the rating you give us. Remember to follow us on social media and be sure to like and tag. This helps everyone in the Invest Talk community, including us. I'm not being shy about that. Independent thing and shared success. This is Invest Talk. Invest Talk. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial.